It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. Hi, I'm Dino Tripodis. Tonight on Whiskey Business. If you want to play bocce, you got to have balls. The Bocce Brothers, tonight on Whiskey Business. Hi, I'm Dino Tripodis, and welcome to Whiskey Business, the podcast not so much about whiskey as it is one with whiskey. Thank you once again for for joining us, and uh, thank you to Evergreen Podcast Network for uh, being our podcast family as we delve into yet another rabbit hole here on Whiskey Business. Let me just tell you something right out of the gate, people. Uh, You may have figured this out over the countless number of podcasts that we've broadcast, but uh, I'm not an athlete. (laughs) <laughs> I don't have a lot of athletic prowess, per se. Um, there was a short amount of time in my life where I thought I could play basketball, and I actually did play basketball, but my grandmother wouldn't sign a permission slip to let me play basketball, so I never was able to figure out if I got that ability and could make it turn into something exceptional. We'll never know. And then I found bocce. Bocce. I belong to the Columbus Italian Club, and I was resistant even for that. I was when I first joined the club. Play, but I didn't play the first year. I, in fact, I, I waited and played the second year, and even then I was reluctant because I saw these, these, these fellow Italians taking a game so so seriously, and they had style and finesse, and when they would throw a ball, they would it would be so pitch perfect at times and when they messed up a ball they would get so much shit about it i mean it was that, it was that kind yeah. of a game and i'm like do i need this in my life do i need to to start a sport where i can be praised or humiliated all at the same time the answer is yes absolutely yes i did and uh, tonight on the podcast, we have the Bocce Brothers, which uh, if it seems like it's all about Bocce, that's not necessarily true. So uh, we're very excited to have both Chris and Dante Lovell on the show tonight to talk about the Bocce Brothers, the game of Bocce, and as we do on Whiskey Business, a whole lot more. Mm-hmm. We'll do some business first, then we'll get to the guest bottle. You want to do the guest bottle and then the business. I just knock out the business while we're here. Thank you again to Evergreen Podcasts, evergreenpodcasts.com. Check out uh, all the array, the range, uh, huge uh, range. The huge of, array of podcasts yeah, thank that you. Evergreen Podcast uh-huh. yeah, Network that's what I was say. Up. From A to Z, and every particular category you could think of. There you go. Mm-hmm. Well said. Uh, <laughs> WhiskeyBusinessPod.com is our landing page where you can find uh, everything you need to know, archived episodes, videos, um, uh, there's pictures, there's just, uh, writings and blogs and stuff Dino's put up, Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, and uh, on, on uh, Disney+. Plus. No, not on Disney+. <laughs> no, that's, no, a no. that's a lie. That's a lie. Crackle. 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 Uh-oh. That's a new one. Crackle's because you actually used yeah. Disney Plus before. Yeah, I always used you Disney were Plus. <laughs> Crackle is, I actually watched uh, a couple minutes of a new Nick 
Cage movie on Crackle about the USS Indianapolis. Oh, wow. Yeah. Did he try stealing? Way. Did he try stealing it? Yeah, he tried to steal it. <laughs> was, it was it a new Nick Cage movie? Uh, yeah, yeah. Wow. yeah it's, it's really bad. He's still out there, huh? He's still, yeah, that man. Guy's he's great. You know, he's like, okay, sure, I'll do that movie. <laughs> he's, he's at that point of his career. Or, or you know what? And I, but I... I I digress. No, well, I, I watched it because it's the uh, you know, Jaws. You know the scene in the Jaws where he's like they're under the. Is, uh, it, so it's about that. Yeah, you know when the time. Yeah, uh, with the with the U.S. Indianapolis when they when they got hit and they were all in the water. It's yeah, about and they all got moment. eaten by sharks. Oh man, that's there's a great book about that too that came out a couple there you of years go. ago. Well, so. Or you can just watch the movie. <laughs> <laughs> Nick Cage is a great actor. He's I mean, there. I know he's done some shit stuff. Here I love late, him. He takes his roles serious. He takes. He commits. Yeah, he commits without a doubt. And I think he's gonna. I think he's gonna pop up into something here in the in the in the next few you years. A vampire? That, 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 they say he's, he's a vampire. Been, he's been a lot of things. Yeah, devil, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. it's like a like skeleton. A real life, like real life vampire. Real life vampire. Yeah. Yeah. like an old of old photograph yeah, maybe, of, uh, you of know, a guy that looks like. <laughs> All right. He's he's a Coppola, right? Con Air. Yeah. He's a Coppola. He's related to the Coppolas, and I'm yeah. sure that's a. Uh, whatever the case might be. Okay, there's one there rabbit hole. All right, <laughs> two minutes into the podcast. We're out of time, boys. <laughs> Our we guest, are the bocce bros. Thank you. <laughs> Our guest bottle tonight is uh, Timber Creek Reserve Florida Unfiltered Bourbon Whiskey. Do not judge a bottle by its label. Um, my brother-in-law gave me this uh, a while back and i i uncovered it when i was like what are we gonna drink tonight do i gotta go out and get something and i found this went huh and uh surprised because you know i am kind of a i we've gotten to be kind of snobby mm-hmm. over the over the yeah. bottles and over the years and anytime we get a a bourbon that's out of kentucky you know we start to raise some some eyebrows, but then again, we have our own wonderful bourbons that are made here in Columbus, Ohio, Watershed and Middle West. You, know? you got your own bourbon, is that right? Well, we we, we, we did we did one through uh, Watershed. We had a, right. we had a whiskey nice. business selection, yeah. which will be coming out there shortly. You go. So it's yeah, so stay tuned. Yeah, it, was a nice little plug for you. Man? I was just distilled by this was uh, this this comes from the uh, uh, the part of Florida that's known as the Redneck Riviera. Um, Florida's <laughs> Emerald Coast, close to Destin, Florida. There's actually a, a bourbon out there called Redneck Riviera too, as well. If you want, to, I, I've never tried that one yet. But this Timber Creek, you guys have had a little sip of it already. Mm-hmm. Um, the regular Timber Creek is corn, wheat, and barley. This one is corn, wheat, and rye, which will uh, give you some of the spicy, peppery that you yeah. probably tasted. Mm-hmm. But Florida it's also corn, kind of, but it's also kind of sweet. I don't know what Florida corn is, to yeah, be honest with you. It's in us. It is. But um, they founded this distillery in uh, 2014, so what we're drinking is relatively young bourbon for the most part. It's got a kick to it at 100.3 as far as the proof. Um, And what they do a little bit differently is they actually crack the grains with a a roller and separate the husks where other um, people may actually just uh, uh, count with is to crush the grains and the husks together they actually take this and they said that they they felt that that gave them a little more control over the taste of this bourbon and um i it's not very bitter so i can no, see why that no yeah, it's yeah, got that, it's that, got that, some sweet that. it's it's oaky and it's spicy and and uh i i i, I when i first tried it earlier this afternoon i picked up a little bit of orange mm-hmm. a little bit of zesty orange in it 
So I think it'll serve us well this evening. Salute. 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 Here's Salute. a good podcast tonight yes, with the Bocce Brothers, oh, Chris no, and Dante. Dante. Luck if you don't oh, yes. I'm so That's sorry. Right. I'm so sorry. And, and drink afterwards, too. You <laughs> got you to gotta take a sip. Don't, you, can't, you can't toast and then not take a sip. I don't think I'll ever forget to, to drink yeah, that's the easy Dur- part. during the toast. Yeah, <laughs> right, right, right. That's the easy part. So the Bocce Brothers, was it founded by you two initially? I would say somewhat. So in 2019, we entered the Columbus Italian Festival Bocce Tournament. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's one of the best Italian festivals that I've been to. I've been, and I'm from Youngstown, Ohio, which is full of Italians. Um, so it's it, when we entered a team in, it was me, Dante, our older brother, Rob Lovell. He's also a member of the club, and Chuck Malagisi. So we're all from Youngstown. We're trying to figure out our idea for our sweatshirts that we're going to wear. Long story short, we came up with this sweatshirt. Youngstown bocce. Mm-hmm. Correct. Simple. Uh, simple. Direct. Nice. Says a lot. You know. Makes a statement. Yeah, yeah very simple. Bocce, so, Youngstown. Right. And uh, <clears throat> while we're at the tournament, everyone comes up and they're like, hey, where'd you get your sweatshirt? We just said, you know, we're from Youngstown. We made it. Didn't think anything of it. A year later, though. A year you know, later. We go to the uh, MVR, famous restaurant in Youngstown, Ohio, Mahoning Valley restaurant. Yeah. Uh, and we're at a Youngstown tournament. One of our first tournaments were in competitively. Um, and... We're wearing these crew necks and about 40, I kid you not, I'm not even making that number out, about 40 people asked and ordered, pre-ordered one of these. So we basically were like, well, we're taking orders. We're in the t-shirt sweatshirt. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so I, and it wasn't until our buddy Anthony Cugini and Chris can finish off. Yeah. So while we were at this tournament, a few people asked us and we're like, hey, why don't we just say we make them and we'll take some orders down, right? <laughs> so, Cash up front, yeah, I mean, it's it just Italians it taking advantage of an opportunity. <laughs> hey. Yeah, that sounds odd. Right. So, um, hey, you know what we should do. <laughs> <laughs> so, they didn't get any of their sweatshirts. We just kept them on. <laughs> no. But while we were at that tournament, a really they can good... never go back to you. Yeah, right, yeah. <laughs> we're banned. Make it till you make it. <laughs> uh, a good friend of ours, Carmen Marinucci, runs a, a Youngstown bocce account, and he started kind of promoting it on his page. And then when we came back to Columbus, our other bocce bro, Anthony Cugini, uh, who is a little bit more analytical, business-minded, said, hey. You need one of those. Why Exactly. Especially us, because we're kind of sporadic. Yeah. Um, we'll so out. he's like, hey, why don't we we start something? We've always talked about what business can we run? Like, what could be our little things that, that we enjoy? <laughs> and long story short, we decided to start the Bocce Bros. So the Bocce Brothers isn't just uh, a, a social media website, which is by the way, it's a great one. There's a lot always great pictures and great stuff. The Bocce Brothers is actually a business entity. Mm-hmm. Correct. Okay. Correct. Yeah, we are a LLC, if you will. All right. Um, official if, business. If, of I, will. Bo- <laughs> I will. I will. <laughs> I will. Uh, we're in the official business of Bocce. The official. And what does that all incorporate? That's, the official business of Bocce. I would say I, that's something that we're continuing to iron out. So we're about a year into this, and originally it was, hey, let's just make some shirts go to some tournaments and we'll go from there. Yeah. I had a college football podcast that maybe three people listened to, including myself. <laughs> I had all the equipment <laughs> for it. And I was like, guys, you know, we, we know so many people in this community already. Why don't we start a podcast? You know, I'm thinking all kind of media, hit it from all angles, right? Sure. So social media, vlogs on YouTube, YouTube videos, and now we're looking at podcasts. So, um, you know, over the year, I would say it's kind of we're, we're just 
I guess, trying to figure out what our niche is and, mm-hmm. and our ultimate goal. Eventually, and why we started the Bocce Bros and made it a business was because our goal is to build our own bocce bar mm-hmm. um, mm-hmm. and maybe have several of them. Mm-hmm. If you go down south, there's pickleball bars right. all over down there. Right. I was like, I haven't played pickle bar, pickleball since gym. gym right? It's nuts. I actually follow a couple accounts on Instagram watching yeah. it professionally. It's pretty intense. So let's <laughs> retired folks are like super into that now. <laughs> yeah, right. Because it's, right. like it's like not, it's not, not too, not yep. too much. It's not tennis. <clears throat> right. Yeah. It's, it's, and it's not, uh, but it's more than Batman. Right. <laughs> right. Yeah. <laughs> but, it's, but, it's, but it's not too lame. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Right. And it's a little more than shuffleboard. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But it's, uh, you can still drink while you play. Yeah. Exactly. Well, if you could. Uh, so yeah, let's talk about bocce itself as 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 a sport. For those that might not be initiated as to what the concept of bocce is, the history of bocce, and uh, and why it seems to be, and and I'm assuming in your opinions to be increasing in popularity. I mean, I see a lot of places here in Columbus. That have uh, bocce courts. Some Italian places. Some aren't Italian. Some mm-hmm. are just you know just have the bocce courts. So let's 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 talk about that for a second. Yep. The history of bocce, where it started. Obviously, I'm assuming it started in Italy. Is that true? That is not true. That is not true. It's technically one of the oldest sports. They claim it's the oldest sport. Some YouTube or Google mm-hmm. pages, excuse me. Uh, it, it definitely has to be around there because when you think about it, was it the Egyptians? It, the Egyptians. <laughs> See, whenever it's not yeah. the Italians, yeah. I always go to the Egyptians. Yeah. <laughs> right. <laughs> they, <laughs> whenever the Italians or the Greeks haven't invented it, God it's damn it! The, I bet you it was the Egyptians. No, they were great. They were great. They look. They made pyramids. Of course, they came up with much. <laughs> Go ahead. Anyway, go. I didn't but no, no, you're right. 100. percent You you said it much more, much better than I, I could say it. The Egyptians started it, uh, and if you think about it, you just made some balls out of stones. You know, you have a small ball, and you try and roll as close as you can yeah. to it. Uh, so that's initially how it started. I, I I would have to probably we should probably learn a little bit more about how it evolved into the game that it is today. I don't know if you if would be. You're all. They didn't invent it, the Italians, but they definitely made made it more popular. As from right. everything I'm reading, is the Italians have made the game a little more popular. However, with that being said, it's not just an Italian sport. We know a lot of Slovaks that play it, Croatians mm-hmm. uh, from all around. Because we actually have the option. You know, we have this Italian flag on our shirt, um, but we know that the game's not just to for Italians. So, but why we, does it seem to be perceived as an Italian game? I just I. So there's. I believe there's more. It's more popular in, in just in the Italian culture and in, 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 in Italy, one hundred percent. And when you have the Italian staff, I mean, if I was starting a business, I would say that. Yes, <laughs> <laughs> it's, everybody loves yeah, yeah. it. I think Not just Italians, especially in America, because you had so many Italian immigrants come over here. They started their own Italian clubs, mm-hmm. Italian social clubs, and they probably thought, "Hey, how can we get?" people to be more active, similar to what we're trying to do at the CIC with tournaments and spotchy tournaments and stuff. How do we get more of the members active and come here just to hang out and have fun, and have fun right? Uh, get away from life, get away from their everyday work life, especially back then when a lot of them, where we're from in Youngstown, worked in steel mills and just needed some time away. Mm-hmm. So I think that's, I assume that's what occurred, is, mm-hmm. is a lot of these clubs uh, started forming and they created their own bocce courts and leagues. Mm-hmm. Um, they just so happened to be Italian. How many years you guys been at the, in the Columbus Italian Club? 2016. So five, five years. Yeah. Five years. This fall. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
And um, uh, I've been there, Jesus, I, I've lost track, 15 oh, plus me. years. Former um, president? <laughs> former president. Everything you've been Former sergeant at arms, mm. vice president, president. What's the guy that orders all the liquor? Sergeant, sergeant at arms. Yeah, that's the guy. That was, that was that last yeah, year. Yeah, right. Nice yeah. job. And he did a fine job, yeah. I might to, to be fair, it was the COVID year, so I had no rentals to deal with. We right. re renovated we renovated the club. So you did a good I, job. I, I got to did thank a great you. job. Not yeah. just me. I had a lucky, you know, a nice crew of young guys to help out. So it was fun. It was fun, no doubt. Yeah, I inherited... I don't know what I inherited when 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 I came, but I just uh, you know Jamie Sanfilippo will tell you that he got rid of all the plastic bottles initially, <laughs> and, and that's probably true. Yeah. Uh, and then I came in and and kind of changed some brands, mm-hmm. and uh, you know got just, the big TV. Got the the the, the no the, the yeah the big TV came in mm-hmm. came in when we uh, painted and everything. Yeah, we bought the big TV. Yeah, yeah. Now that seems ancient now. Right. It, it, you compared it to no no no. It's a big flat screen. It was as <laughs> it was as big as you could get at the time. Yeah. yeah. But um, yeah, I, I enjoyed being a sergeant at arms. Yeah. I took it very seriously, as you did as well, mm-hmm. and everybody that came after me took it very seriously. Yeah. So that's a uh, it's, it's probably. Forget being president. Right, I'm saying that seems like Forget being president stuff. and vice yeah. president. Yeah. Sergeant like Arms. I said it at the last board meeting. I was like, this is a thing. You know, no yeah. one, the only one who could do the job is someone who works from home, doesn't really love their job, or someone who's retired. Right, <laughs> right. Yeah. Or doesn't have was, a job. And I was, right. 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 I was none of those at the, at the time. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No, if, you, if you're a shitty sergeant at arms, you're going to have a shitty year at the club yeah. because things aren't going to get done. Mm-hmm. It's, a, it's a massive responsibility. Mm-hmm. So, but. Kudos to you, my Thank friend. You, you, did, you did a great job. You know, I was disappointed that you didn't run again. Hey, next is you know we're right around the corner. Who knows? Maybe next year. Maybe we'll, next year we'll, another run at it. Needed a rest. Yeah, <laughs> an off year. Yeah. Needed a break. You had to focus on bocce, bro. Yeah. Yeah. Right, right. So right, yeah, right. and and but my point, uh, kind of being the long way around, is that uh, guys like you and your brother, who have been in the club for five six years, you've kind of uh, uh, elevated the level of bocce at, at our club as far as the courts which have always been a source of frustration mm-hmm. anger debate yeah. Oh, yeah. as to how they were built and how they need to be restructured <laughs> and and reconditioned and so forth and so on but where we stand right now seems to be a, a fairly decent place i'm sure bocce bros have even more ideas as to what to do with the courts here at the columbus italian club yeah but, you know, yeah. a good example of that is just, like you said, the level of play. We've mentioned this on several podcasts just because it is a driving point. Uh, when we first, you know, joined the Italian club, being from Youngstown, there's styles of play in bocce, right? Mm-hmm. There's people who just throw it, you know, soft, try to bump out, and then there's hitting, you know, which is more popular in Youngstown and other areas, but it's you're, you're running up past, you know, shooting it hard Knock and knocking out. it out. Yeah. When I did that, everyone stopped playing and turned and looked at everyone. We, but we did it. You know, everyone just looked at us like, what are you what, doing? What the hell why, is that? Why are you throwing it a million miles per hour? We're like, huh? Like, this is, this is how, how you do it. Yeah. This is how you do it. We at first felt awkward to do it. We were timid. We are like, oh, should we do this? Should we not? Luckily, I had a former Youngstown against Tonian, chalk on my team, Algezi. Um, and he's like, just, you know, go for it, you know? And then five years later, there's people asking us, hey, how, how can you come show us how to shoot? Or mm-hmm. we see them practicing yeah, on the off days mm-hmm. shooting. And how to shoot. Because I remember <laughs> when I went up to the MVR, we would take these bocce trips up there on a regular basis every mm-hmm. year. We haven't, I didn't go this year or last year, but uh, but I would see, young, uh, what, what do you call them, Youngstonians? Yeah. Yeah. Youngstonians. Like, I, I just said it. I think that's right. Italians, I don't know. Italians, <laughs> Italians <laughs> in Youngstown who were just 
laser beaming <laughs> and 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 dead on. Mm-hmm. I mean, like they knew exactly where they wanted to to shoot that ball, and I was like, wow. Mm-hmm. You know, they, that's not how we play bocce. <laughs> that's not how we play bocce. Open ass. Yeah. yeah. Um, I'm not a good bocce player, but I enjoy the game. You know, yeah, I enjoy the camaraderie of it. I'm, I'm not a bad, I'm not a great bocce player. I'm not even a good bocce player. <laughs> I have good moments, and I've been a captain for, you know, yeah. a lot of different years. I, I remember you, uh, you know, commiserating about the captain. Explain picking, that. Picking the team. And yeah. Explain that. How, like, yeah. uh, what are you captain of? You're not just, like, you know, picking who He's you want. you got to pick the team, right? You're well, bidding. There's a, yeah, there's a I'm bid. bidding. Yeah. But I'm also bidding. See, I, I look at it from, from the social aspect. I'm getting guys on my team that... If we, no matter if we win or lose, we have a good time. Rick Napoli, my guy. Rick, Rick Napoli, yeah. love Rick Napoli, <laughs> and, and actually, and, and and Ricky, Ricky loves bocce. He oh, takes yeah. it very seriously. Mm-hmm. So I actually, one year, I told him, I go, I'm not going to bid on you because I want you to try to get on a winning team. <laughs> <laughs> selfless, I'm going to put either. put friendship aside. I let you try to actually get on a winning team, and then I got him back last year, and, and, and we sucked. Yeah. You know, we, we we had a couple, we had a nice little run there for a minute, and mm. we didn't get into the playoffs. Yeah. But, yeah, but we had fun. Yeah, right. And that's all I care about. Mm. You know. So that's kind of what we're trying to figure out right now, right? So when we go up to Cleveland or Youngstown, we're playing against these teams, like you said, that can pinpoint each shot where they want, and they might not be enthused if you have beginners coming in to play in your league their league or tournament play however you have guys like you know like you just said you enjoy having a few beers and playing bocce i think most people fall under that category so we're trying to figure out how to grow the game and socially but also competitively as well because we see how much fun these games are competitively not only to be a part of but to actually watch so we do some streaming on our YouTube page. We actually just invested in some cameras and um, uh, Bocce is going to change the way you view it. Yeah. In the next coming nice. months, right? Be- it's, yeah. it's like bowling. I mean, you know, most people are just want to go and drink beer out of plastic right. cups and throw it, you know. But but then there's people who are so legit. Yeah. You know, it's like, funny is we grew up bowling from like four to nineteen. Oh yeah, <laughs> yeah we're good bowlers. Uh-huh. Yeah. Our dad every Saturday morning we'd no wake kid. up and, no and go bowling. Then go as soon as we come home, bowlers? nine a.m. Yeah, you go to bowlers. What's your average? Uh, my highest I got was a two hundred one. Get out of That here. was I bowled a little longer than my brothers though. I bowled actually until I was like nineteen. They stopped around yeah, fifteen. What's your average? What was around one? 90 or so 90 yeah. yeah i think i think on a good day i cracked 100 you say it. Yeah, I, might, I might i might get triple digits <laughs> yeah. on a good day <laughs> i think my average is like 104 yeah, yeah, yeah. it was funny though we'd go bowl our dad's irish i can't play it <laughs> i can't even fucking bowl you're lucky you're funny goddamn it we're gonna have a break here you're good at drinking talk and talking i mean i'm good at drinking if that was a sport God damn it! I'd be an Olympian, right? In which I'm going to bring up here in just a moment. Yeah, here, but, but that's yeah. we'll save that one. That's a little, little tease for a conversation in a moment here. There you go. But go ahead. Yes. No, I was going to say our dad's um, <laughs> English and Irish, basically. So he he was the sports guy. Always made us play football, basketball, baseball, bowling. But the point was. As soon as we got home, our Italian mother would be ready with the mop, rags, and any cleaning utensil she could find and say, all right, now you're mine. <laughs> and, right. And it was, it, so we went from having the time of our lives to having to clean the so house. So what was that like growing up? Because, you know, your last name is Lovell. Mm-hmm. Doesn't really ring Italian. And now no. you just told me your father was Irish, mm-hmm. English, and... 
little Dutch in there. A He's a little Dutch mixed. Okay, yeah, a but mainly mixed. mainly English and Irish. Okay, so how was that growing up in a in a, in a mixed ethnic family like that? Uh, we loved it, and what was nice about it, so we had our big Italian side. I mean, we knew our fifth, sixth, seventh, eighth, ninth cousins, right? <laughs> I mean, every holiday you had 50 people there, even now. Pre-COVID, we had, you know, 30-some people. It's great. <laughs> and uh, with that said, you go to my dad's side, and our, you know, we have just as many first cousins on our father's side than we do on our mother's side. So it was a, even though it's English-Irish, it's still, you know, a pretty big family, and we were always close with those cousins. But how, how great is that? I mean, to be able to embrace the Irish-English mm-hmm. culture and the Italian culture, both, that's actually, it's kind of like the best of both worlds. 100%. Our dad kind of jokes with us because he's like, remember, you're English and Irish too, you know? Because, you know, we, <laughs> we don't celebrate St. Patty's Day. <laughs> you know? You, you don't? You know. No, we do. But we like, do. Uh, but, yeah. but, but we definitely know more about our yeah. Italian so. heritage than we would our Irish and English, mainly because our grandparents were uh, immigrants, immigrants yeah. here. Yeah. yeah. And, so. and, and probably, I think when you're growing up, in a, in a in a mixed ethnic family like that, I really do think it's who who works at it the hardest. Yeah, as far as the yeah, influence goes, right? Yeah, you know, because for me it was it was more Greek. You know, it was more about the Greeks. Mm-hmm. The Italian part went by the wayside, I, and so you know. I wish I could speak Italian as well as I speak Greek. Mm-hmm. You know, so your grandparents were like off straight off the boat, basically. Yeah. And did they they spoke Italian? Right? Yes. Yeah. Did, did they teach that to you when you were kids, or not really? No, you know that I think it's funny generation to generation. They I think they wanted us to be more Americanized. Yep. Especially my parent, my mom. Yeah. Um, because you know they grew up with bringing the big lunch meat sandwiches that are this thick, and everyone else right. had like a snack pack of right, a banana, right? right? Um, no, it's true. Me it's growing true. up, I wanted the Italian yeah, sandwich. Yeah, 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 like that's yeah, yeah, just yeah, yeah. we we kind of uh, starve to learn more about our, our that culture. So, so I, the reason I ask because that's the same thing. My mom, her grandma was right off the boat, but would not. Te- speaking speak uh, Italian to her and teach her because she wanted yeah. her to be American. Mm-hmm. Especially that was another generation ago where it was even more, um, you, you know, uh, racism and and you know just different. You know, oh, yeah. like you want you want to expunge all of that yeah. from you from right. your heritage, not not embrace it. Yeah, I remember you know <clears throat> like having you think about the sandwiches you go to school and there'd be a kid with a bologna sandwich and you know and you probably you know, what's what's that <laughs> that's Prejou for what and I remember having actually having a like a chunk of feta cheese <laughs> in, in a in a container nice. that you know my mother would would pack for me and people were like what is that you know why is it wet why does it smell it's not string cheese <laughs> <laughs> you know but yeah I, I get it it's it's kind of like who who pushes the hardest mm-hmm. and obviously in this case uh, the the Italians won out a little right. bit I do have to uh, c- commend our, our grandfather on my, our dad's side though oh, yeah. um, the competitiveness that we share as brothers is is up, you know, it's very high um, to the point where our grandfather, uh, my dad's side, he's 80, rounding 86, I believe. God bless. Um, he has an Xbox One. He has a PS4. <laughs> he grew up playing with us, PlayStation and all of that from the age we were born. So 
imagine, you know, my grandpa at 86, who when I go home still, still is screaming at the TV with myself playing like PGA Tour, whatever it is. Yeah. So um, we definitely get a lot of comp- uh, competitiveness. So you two are competitive as brothers? Incredibly. Yeah. Incredibly so? Yes. And you're, Chris, you're the older brother? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so what's the age difference between you We're two? six years apart. I'm 32. He's 26. Okay. Uh, six years apart. So, yeah. It was yeah, always that's there. just about perfect. Yeah. yeah. That's just about perfect. Right. And what are you guys most competitive over, you think? Well, it used to be basketball. Basketball. And so I, we, we play a lot of basketball. I tore my Achilles recently. I'll be back, though. Okay. <laughs> right, I just want to, like, make that known. But uh, obviously now it's bocce. Yeah. Yeah. So you you guys play together on a team together. Mm-hmm. So you unite right. as brothers and play competitively. But when you play against each other, so at the Columbus Italian Club, refresh my memory, are you guys on the same team or on opposing teams? So uh, a few years we have been. This year I was a team captain. And uh, in our bidding process, when you're a captain, you get $200, right? Yeah, 200 fictional fake, dollars. Yeah, right, fake 200 dollars. fake dollars to bid on people. And I bid all my 200 on Dante. <laughs> so then I was left with three randoms at the end. And everyone was like, you can't do that. <laughs> yeah, you like, can. yeah, you can. Yeah, you can. <laughs> yeah. But it didn't work out because yeah. we didn't play so well yeah, together. Well. Yeah. So so what you're saying is that uh, the Level Brothers, it takes more than just the Level Brothers to form a team. Yeah. Without a doubt. You cocky son of a bitch. You thought that you just had the two of you. That it, it didn't matter who the other three were. I blame the late night Saturdays <laughs> yeah. for me being too tired on Mondays yeah. to perform well. There you go. There you go. That's, That's all point. we need, bro. Yeah. High five. Yeah. Doesn't matter what the other three we got. We got this. Yeah. Yeah. Did you get in the playoffs? We did barely, barely, barely squeaked in. Oh, we barely squeaked in. That one got our butts kicked. Yeah, it's yeah. funny. It's funny. Oh, <laughs> uh, all right. So let me let me go back to something I kind of teased there for a moment. I said if drinking was a sport, I would be an Olympian. All the other things you see in the Summer Olympics, right? Mm-hmm. Break we, dancing, as of recently was right. There. Okay, yeah. break dancing. How come? How come no bocce? It's a let's let's be honest, and I'm being totally serious mm-hmm. now. It's it's a skill. Mm-hmm. It's a skilled sport. I mean, the guys that play it seriously take it very seriously and have a definite skill set mm-hmm. when they're playing the game. There's strategy. There's 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 precision. There is, so why wouldn't something like that be be introduced into the Olympics? So there's a couple reasons, and um, throughout our first year, we've kind of touched on this with some other bocce companies or groups. Um, that know a little more have been, you know, trying at this for some years. And basically there's a committee on the, the Olympic committee, right? That looks at several tasks, task lists of what your sport needs to have. And one of them is our, an organization. So like the USBF would be an example, United States Bocce Federation. And um, there is such a thing? There is such a thing, yes. Okay. Um, they need to have, you know, inclusiveness. So is your sport played by more than just old Italian men? Predominantly, you know. Say so, yes. We have, we have Slovakians um, yeah, and Egyptians yeah, yeah, yeah. and yeah. Greeks. And, yeah. Yeah. Um, yes. Age range. Um, is there, you know, a fan base around it and so forth? And uh, at the last Olympics, you know, or two, you know, whatever it was four years ago, they looked at that and they said, nope, sorry, not yet. Right. So fast forward years later, you see more and more of that, more inclusiveness, more, you know, diversity in the sport, younger, older. Um, well, in your opinions, what will it take to pull that trigger and say, "Yep, bocce. Let's 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 put it in there." So there's a few different ways people play, right? Like French, I think they call it patank. Patank. 
Petanque, excuse me, bowls, right? There's so many different versions of the game uh, that's played. You there's, think maybe that's probably the problem? There's PVR, like it's different type of rules, different type, like back ball, where back ball will be dead if you touch it, and back ball is live. Okay. So we're trying to figure out, and I know USBF is not weird, but we're trying to assist with it, getting the word out there of, hey, you know, should we have a set of rules that everyone abides by that way we can get this into the olympics the international yeah mm-hmm. world the world federation and, and there is the there, there are those I, set of rules i like, kind of get that though yeah. if, it, if, if the sport has variations on the theme and it's not a collective you know mm-hmm. game mm-hmm. that is played the same golf all the same rules golf right. is yeah. golf yeah, 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 right yeah. you know i mean you know i think about uh, when did curling you know, bring did, up curling. Did curling get into the Winter Olympics? Yeah. You know, what at one point did they go? Oh, yeah, everybody loves it. Let's go. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's it's inclusive and and it is inclusive, mm-hmm. but it's it blew up. It blew mm-hmm. up and it's played the same. I mean, I don't think there's any different rules in curling than than know. what we see we in the Olympics. Early in uh, the whiskey business episode, we, uh, we interviewed uh, our buddy. I can't remember his I name off the top of my head, but so he, was a, he was in the too many uh, bottles of whiskey. <laughs> <laughs> he was but, in the local Columbus uh, curling yeah, curling yeah. club. Yeah, no, 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 he's a rock star. What's funny, and this is real quick because this is kind of a side topic. Our, our work does uh, an Olympics every year. My company, I work for a healthcare IT company out in Columbus. And uh, so all week we have Olympic events, right? You form a team, you do it. One of them is office chair curling, nice. which happened today. But I kind of screwed our whole team over. I had to bump a uh, office chair out, if you will. Mm. And my bocce mind took over and I threw it and ran across the line, uh-huh. as you as you can do. And they called me out. We lost the game, but uh-huh. I had to bring that up since we're talking about curling. It happened today. <laughs> that sounds like fun. Yeah, okay, we should do that. Yeah, we should do that yeah. at, the, at the radio station. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, or go home early, <laughs> take a nap. Office <laughs> <laughs> chair curly. So, are you hopeful uh, that 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 this will? I mean, do you see it actually happening at some point? It's not a matter of if; it's a matter of when, um, in my opinion. And I think the collective in minds, your lifetime, boys. I think in four years. In four years, twenty twenty. Actually, it would be what twenty twenty eight. I think it's in America. Is the goal right it's in now. America. Uh, twenty twenty eight. All right. My next right. question is then: if there, if Bocce goes into the Olympics. Would either of you or both of you train to be on the Olympic bocce team? 100%. Why not? Yeah, without a doubt. And I didn't really think, I always said no to that question until uh, the USBF holds nationals every year. I didn't even know about it. It's barely advertised because, in my general opinion, they didn't do a great job of advertising it. And then Mm -hmm. I find out that the winner of the, you know, they have different events, co-ed doubles, doubles, open uh, right. singles the winner of the singles gets sent to brazil for the like you know the bell of the ball right um and i see them competing on live streams at american bocce company shout out to them they do a great job of promoting the game bocce that they were showing and uh, i was like i know that you know we may not be a better better than them but i know that we can compete and i know people in cleveland youngstown that don't oh, play yeah. that don't play that type of bocce that more organized professional court back wall uh dead that they would they would move over to this, and they would, they would do it. They would definitely show right. out. So you guys are competitive, right? Mm-hmm. And when you started actually competing in 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 bocce, aside from the Columbus Italian Club, how'd that go? Nah, not as great as we <laughs> would hope it would have. So we've always played growing up. We played at the CIC. Anthony Cugini tells us, "Hey, there's tournaments in Cleveland and Youngstown all the time. Right. We get a team together." Mm-hmm. So our main team is us three, me, Dante, Anthony Cugini, and John Panico, who you know. 
uh, mainly because we're all in Columbus. Now, we, we could play with Carmen, our fourth bocce bro in Youngstown. We try mm. to, but, you know, it's tough. So we get to Cleveland. It's our first tournament. We're like, okay, we kick everyone's butt in Columbus. Just wait till we they see this. us here. You know, this is easy. And we kind of were, the same thought you had when you drafted your brother and spent exactly. the whole $200. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> it didn't work out. Yeah. I didn't think that through because he had just torn his Achilles. Yeah, exactly. So he was like rolling down the court on his little scooter. <laughs> and at that point, I realized that was a bad decision. But we, we get to Cleveland, and we were literally out of the tournament within two hours. I mean, we, we got our butts whooped. And a lot of it is just gaining experience and i didn't really understand it at first because you know we're athletes we're competitive we thought we were good but it's like anything else you go into it it'll humble you quickly if you don't respect it who beat you younger guys or older guys older guys yeah older older guys. Guys. some of the best guys we know are, are the there. guys who've been playing it for 20 even like they're actually like frank de has only been playing for like five years and beats our beats our butt <laughs> right but yeah. they're they're in their 60s, 70s. Yeah. And some mm-hmm. of these guys have been playing for 30 years. Other guys have only been playing for five or six years. What's, what, but I, what helps them is, is we talked about it, experience, getting that exposure. Yeah, right. What Cleveland and Youngstown have that Columbia, yeah, what they have that we don't have down here is access to courts. Now, mm. yes, we have the CIC, but they have multiple clubs bars restaurants indoor with, yeah indoor especially all year round. as well where, as where, are there, where else in columbus are there are there any other ones around here there's a handful of there's them. a few but they're not like what you see in cleveland or, or youngstown gotcha. and they're all the cleveland youngstown as he alluded to has indoor courts so you right. can play all year round. all the time would you guys actually uh demean yourselves and and just play lawn bocce without a court would you actually would you do that 100 percent. so that's we do it every time we go home uh, back home for holidays <laughs> yeah, or anything right. we we uh my dad had a, a whole court lined out with paint okay, yard okay, paint okay. Um, so when we got so home he, for like so he whatever. actually constructed lines yeah and an actual lane yeah per se. versus just okay. throwing okay. it over yeah. the roots and stuff but you know if we as don't as have those you know yeah. like you go on the beach and you take some bocce balls on the beach and you throw the plane oh, yeah. and you throw the ball <laughs> yeah. and you know you're so playing we beach beach bocce in order to grow this game you're gonna have to kind of expand it in that way it doesn't mm-hmm. matter what yep. surface you're on of course when you get competitive you want to have a better surface but mm-hmm. if you want to grow the game of bocce you cannot be stingy with that, and we actually had someone on our podcast. I think it was from the Maestro. Maestros, our guys. I yeah. was just saw them this weekend in Chicago. Um, they took great care of me. Um, but yeah, they are predominantly lawn uh, bocce. They are. Um, I'm not sure if they're an LLC or not, but um, they do a great job at promoting game of bocce. Okay, so but but their version of lawn mm-hmm. bocce is is structured and has the proper. Length. The length is the proper. No, oh, they, they, just they do. The yard. They no. just do yard. They actually have like a tournament that is like different holes. It's like uh, the go- oh, it's like golf. It's, golf. Okay. it's like golf almost, but in a sense where okay. they have different Which areas. Which kind of circles back to what we discussed in respects to this being an Olympic sport. Mm-hmm. Everybody's kind of got to get. If in order for it to be an Olympic sport, everybody's got to come together and say this is what. Olympic bocce exactly. will be. Exactly. You could have your own you, type you of bocce. You could have the variations on the theme, but everybody's got to agree on Olympic bocce will be this. Mm-hmm. Exactly. And maybe that's where the controversy will come into play because I'm sure with the, with the various uh, ethnic groups that play the sport, they go, well, you know, no, that's that's not bocce. Yeah. This is bocce. Yeah, right. You know, that's, uh, so forth and so on. Yeah. So, yeah, I could see where that would be 
an issue and mm-hmm. getting everybody on the same page. But if they could just unite and agree, because everybody, despite the fact that there's a variation on the mm-hmm. theme and everybody plays it differently, the bottom line at its core, mm-hmm. there is a basic, a basic rule. There's the Pauline and there's the balls. Mm-hmm. And, and I think this is very important what I want to discuss because I was just in Chicago this past weekend um, for a bocce tournament up there. American Bocce Company hosted me. And um, um, they do back wall dead, right? They do certain international rules. Um, Whereas opposed to Ohio, we predominantly do like our own thing, like back wall live. But I think as a competitor, like the Cleveland guys, Youngstown guys, like they don't care if it, like they'll, they'll agree if it's back wall, like in the Olympics, if it goes to the Olympics, they're not scared to play, like change their way to play, you know, at the top level. Um, so I don't think there will be an issue once there's a set of rules agreed on. You know, for the Olympic level, like they're not going to have an issue, you know, right. uh, fall abiding by them. Do you remember the? Were you guys around during the controversy when that first rule was put into place, where we couldn't play off the wall anymore, when guys were th- throwing the ball in there and banging it off the wall, and everybody they said like, no more, no more banging it off the wall. We just, oh my that. gosh, yeah. talk about dissension in the bocce ranks. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> Which is wild. So if you're listening, you've never played bocce before. What we're saying is, if the balls are out in the court, right, and you go to shoot one out. And you miss all the balls, and you hit the back wall. That ball is now taken away from the court. Out, it's dead. <clears throat> Most courts, if you play back wall is live, like the CIC did, yeah. you have for years. You have some kind of stopper back there, a swinging wall. Most right. times, right? It hits that wall, and it typically, if it goes back, it'll go back two to three feet. But what I heard was when you guys hit the back wall, it would literally go back to, to half court. Oh, there'd be guys that would be just. Just wing it, <laughs> and it hit the back wall, and it would come back off the back wall about anywhere between six to ten, feet, yeah, depending right. on how hard they threw it's it. It's a wild variation. It was crazy. Yeah. Yeah. It was crazy. So house when you, rules. When you when you young kids introduce the uh, no playing off the back wall, yeah. like what? Yeah. That's yeah. my game. Yeah. That's my strategy. That's how I do it. Yeah. Is uh, but it, it ended up working out, mm-hmm. and I think it actually. Increase the skill level. 100. percent It's grown. We've noticed it at least 100. percent The Italian yeah. club since um, they've changed some it's things. It's getting much better. There's a lot of people that are, are more into it now. We've we go to these tournaments in Cleveland and Youngstown. And we try and take one or two other teams with us. Mm-hmm. And these guys come back, and it's kind of something I wanted to share is the bocce community. So when we first started this, we had teams or clubs from Chicago. LA, Dallas, Rhode Island, reach out to us and say, hey, we really enjoy what you guys are doing. We're a bocce club as well. Any way we can connect, this would be great, right? So we're like, oh, wow, like there's people outside of Ohio playing mm-hmm. bocce. We didn't know this was, you know, something that was going on. And then we started going to the tournaments in Cleveland and Youngstown. And there's, you see the same, not the same because they rotate in and out, but it's become a, a very tight knit community. Mm-hmm. You know, there's a guy that unfortunately passed away. And a few months later, a guy that played on a team that unfortunately passed away. And a few months later, uh, one of the clubs held a benefit in his name. His name is Mike Contura, correct? Mm-hmm. Uh, it was at Wycliffe in, in Wycliffe, Ohio. And all these teams showed up. They supported him. I mean, that's just, it, it, that's really what it turned out to be. And it, it reminded me of our Italian heritage. Right. You know, when your great, where your grandparents grew up, same with you guys, where it's, it's, we're tight knit, we support one another. Uh, anything that's going on, we're there for each other, and that's that's, that's what it's that's turned out to be. That's kind of a beautiful thing. Mm-hmm. 
in, it is. In, in, in the big picture, you know, and it's it, it, it goes back to the camaraderie and the sportsmanship and 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 I guess the the unintentional bond that that can be the sport of bocce, right? Mm-hmm. Uh huh. Have you have you come across women that play the game well? Yeah. Yeah, my mom's a badass bocce player. <laughs> Where do you think we learned? Yeah, 100%. and dad. our dad kicks ass. Too. Yeah, but no, there's uh, you know, that that transition into the game, I think as well, because it's, uh, I think it's predominantly male. However, there's a lot more women. We've had into um, the on game. our podcast the, the bocce bellas. They're deemed as in the bocce bellas in, I love in, that. in Cleveland. They are a group of younger ladies who play bocce together, um, and. They, you know, talk about the woes of being a woman in bocce where men are like... The woes? Yeah. Because it's predominantly considered to be a male sport. And that, you know, male, like, well, how they put it, mansplain? Is that what they say yeah. now? The mansplain. Right. Women you sh- you should do this. You oh. should do that. You, know, you need to shoot. You need to yeah. Yeah. And so, that's where Italians get dumb. I would get, yeah, right? <laughs> I would be annoyed as heck... Um, if, you know, if I, you know, was on that side of things. Well, don't you, <laughs> but don't you get... Don't you get mansplained as a younger player by an older player? You know, I've been um, at the club where I've been criticized, and you should have done this, you should have done that. By, I think by older um, players over the when years. When I went to the Columbus Italian Club, I think I learned quickly that we knew more than about bocce. <laughs> <laughs> no, I see what you're saying, but no. you know what I'm saying. You're like, hey, yeah. I've been playing this game for 40 years, and what you should have done was this. Yeah, right. yeah. That yeah, but so in league play, 100. percent But I even noticed it at tournaments. Those guys weren't coming up to us saying, hey, you should have done this, you should have done that, or kind of scolded us. It was more... But I've also seen some very intense players in the Columbus Italian Club, younger players, who take it very, very seriously. <laughs> and actually, uh, you know who I'm talking uh, about. Q- Anthony. G- Anthony. G- Mad Cugini. Mad Cugini, as he's oh known on social God. media. I, you know, uh, he, he, he's, he's new to the club. He's fairly yes. new to the club. And I... I it's a. Did you guys ever see Butch Cassidy and the Sundance Kid? The movie? No. No. You need to watch that movie. But there's a point. In, there's there's a there's a point in the movie where Butch and, and Sundance are on the run, and the posse is coming after him. And the posse is just like is resilient and determined. They won't stop. And they keep saying like, "Who are those guys?" When I saw this guy play bocce for the first time and saw how intense he was, I said, "I said." Who is that guy? <laughs> Who is that guy? Yeah. I mean, he's like super intense, oh, yeah. which is great for the sport, but man, yeah. like, wow. What's We're, fun- go ahead. What's funny about it is when we moved to Columbus and started playing bocce, we knew about, like, we saw him and his family at other tournaments. We didn't weren't friends with him yet. We didn't know him. We played at tournaments against him, and you just be like, oh, that's the other Italian family that plays bocce, right? right. Fast forward years later, and it's like, okay, now we're – Friends with really good friends with him, almost like family, you know, with his family, his father, yeah. his grandmothers. We're doing this Bocce Brothers thing together, and it's just funny to see how it's uh, whirlwind. And, and, and I'm not speaking ill of him; he's a great oh, guy. Oh, we're talking. But, but, but when he when he plays when he plays Bocce, it's like I, I I told you, I'm not a great Bocce player. I'm not even a good Bocce player. I don't want to be on his team. Yeah, right. You know, yeah. I have enough issues with self esteem. Yeah. <laughs> I don't need I don't need to feel bad about always, myself. I always tell him, like you don't know, I threw a bad ball no freaking duh you don't have to tell me if, if, if there's anyone that knows they threw a bad ball it's themselves like they yeah, they right, know right, so they right. don't need to be scolded i don't need he, to feel bad about myself for for, for 12 him. mondays in a row right <laughs> he's he's competitive though and he's he's 
and his family have been very they're well known in Columbus in the bocce community, especially his grandfather Gerardo Cugini. Mm-hmm. Uh, he unfortunately passed a few years ago, and we decided to throw our own bocce tournament with Anthony at the Abruzzi Club in Westerville. Nice. Um, but he's he's I mean he's intense. He drives us. Though. And he drives us. we're we're trying to. He's up here with the intense <laughs> level of, of Monday bocce and, and league play, and we're trying to meet Chris. Chris meet somewhere. Chris, Chris is other job other than playing bocce at tournaments is just you know also keep Anthony level. <laughs> that's, that's funny. They're great that's for each funny. other. You got to make sure other. he hears this podcast. Oh yeah. Oh he will. Hundred <laughs> percent. He's great. Yeah. I would have had him on, but he scares me. <laughs> <laughs> Um, so how much of this, of the, of, of bocce bros, how much time does it take up? You guys got regular jobs. You mentioned your job, mm-hmm. uh, Dante, Chris, you got a regular job, right? Correct. Yeah. So how much uh, time does this take up? It, so is it like a second job? We're, it is. We're a year into it. And as I said, we're trying to figure out who we are and what we're going to be. So, uh, you know, website with one thing we did in the bocce community was we're trying to be a one-stop shop. So every tournament is on our website. You have apparel, uh, photos of these tournaments. We're going to start posting the winners. Anything bocce related, we're going to try and post. Uh, the other thing is podcasts, social media, all that stuff. So we, we have all these hats, and we're trying to figure out how we could fill each hat if we need to eliminate some and just focus on a few things. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's it's going to, with time, I think, we'll figure it out. Mm-hmm. I think right now we understand podcasts, social media, and streaming bocce games is, is kind of what we're trying to figure out. Um, it does take a lot of time, but I think, you know, how many nights a week do we go back home and watch TV? Right. You know, so eliminate the TV time and work on some bocce bro stuff. You guys could be like uh, announcers. You know yep. what I mean? Like, I mean, you could be like commentators. We've we've do that. You know, we do like the side thing. We do is like Instagram live. You could do that. That's sure. quick. That's short. And we like you know we've got mics already announced. But we're, to the point where now we have cameras. We actually have a setup for announcing. I mean, because um, is there anyone else in the community so that does it's, that? That's a perfect example of what we're trying to figure out. We were at tournaments and Dante started live streaming some of our games, and he's a great announcer. I mean, people love listening Thank to you. him, especially when he announced my championship game. Yeah. <laughs> it's so nice of you. Let's, let's bring that. He does, that, that, he does that hurt more, a little bit. He does have more CSC championships yeah. than me, though. Yeah. So let's let's, let's put, point that, that out. But <laughs> so we're like, okay, there's a need for this, especially when there's people. There's typically, you know, one of the tournaments in Wycliffe has over a hundred teams in it. So there are people tuning in watching these games. Why are people watching? Right. So, um, you know, we, we realized, okay, there's an opportunity here for us to do a live streaming, us sure. to be analysts. You know, a lot of these tournaments where they have their championship Sundays is what they call it, they'll hire outside companies to come in and do their live streaming. Sure. So we're like, oh, maybe we can, can do that. We can do yeah. that. Yeah. You know? so, so what would you do about the language? <laughs> we, uh, you, you what's the one awesome. above PG gets, 13 above PG uh, yeah. 13 because people yeah, want that bocce yeah, courts, want that. Bocce yeah. courts get R. a little raw yeah. Yeah. yeah well but I mean it, like we kid about it but you're already doing the podcast thing we've been seeing we've been talking about it at work uh, the Peyton Manning and Eli Manning oh, doing I love like, that like I think people are excited about other ways to consume sports mm. or whatever right. it is. Mm-hmm. So, like, you kind of have a fun little angle and, and, and go for it. And, like, all right, I always think it's funny. There's, like, these um, gym, gymnasts or 
uh, uh, skaters that you never hear of, that you don't know anything about them, and then here come the Olympics, and they're like front and center of the entire world for like four weeks. Mm-hmm. Like, and that's kind of the same thing. It's like you guys are going to put yourself in that position where they're like, you might not ever mm-hmm. play in the Olympics, but you could be set yourself up to be the experts. Yeah, where right. they, you know, like, yeah. well, I don't know who else to talk to. Yeah. The Bocce Brothers. Yeah. The Bocce <laughs> Brothers. The Bocce. Yeah, and I and I go back to that. You know, it being an Olympic sport. I, I mentioned it earlier in the podcast where uh, anybody of any age could be that Olympic athlete if they've got the skill set. You guys, obviously, being younger, feel the need to be in in, in good physical shape. And I always laugh because one of our club members actually uh, tore a tendon in his arm Playing bocce, Mikey two shots, Mikey Provenzano. Oh my God! Yeah, really? You know, years ago, that. yeah, he actually he actually tore a tendon in his arm <laughs> playing bocce, and, and and our buddy Gus Felicia is listening in the back, and he's like. Uh, what happened? He goes, oh, when I was playing bocce, I go, you know what? Come up with another story. <laughs> Come up else. with another story Please. because you know it's it it doesn't seem initially to be a very physically demanding game, right? Yeah, but. You're saying that uh, the strain on the back and and so forth and so on that you probably need to be in it, it would help to be in better shape. A good example that USBF Nationals that was just held in St. Louis, I believe. Don't quote me on that. Um, they play. They played from like Monday. They had to like you have to take off of work. It's Monday all day up until like Sunday. Um, and there's events all in. Maybe it's Tuesday, but regardless, any more than like three days of bocce is. You know, in a row is ridiculous. So, like, your body, you're, yeah, you're going to be, like, on your feet all day. You're going to be on your feet all day. And I would think that also mentally, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. this this is, a, this is a game where you can get into people's heads. Mm-hmm. And mentally, you've got to be focused and whatnot. And if you're, if you're. That's another thing, Dino. When you're talking about these tournaments, they start at 8 a.m. It's a Saturday. So, you're going to crack open a beer. Right. right? At some point. Yeah. And the next thing you know, you win a couple games and it's 7 p.m. <laughs> And you have to go back out and play your fourth game. How many drinks have you had? On the- <laughs> so that's that's another thing we're trying to figure out. Yeah. Anthony doesn't like us drinking a lot. Yeah, so we, but- we wouldn't drink at first. So like Anthony and his dad, like, hey, one drink. You know, we're like, all right, well, you know, we're new to this tournament thing, and then we realize like we do way better once we have a couple. <laughs> up a little bit. Relax yeah. a little bit. Sure. Yeah. I mean, I, I get a couple it. sips of wine. Or uh, we have we've had uh, people bringing their own homemade wine, homemade. You know, you guys brought me a bottle of homemade yeah. wine. Yeah, yeah. yeah. that's nice. I'm looking. Yeah. Chris, yeah, that's CIC guys. So me, Mike Pizzuto, John Panico. Again, another thing that the youth is attempting because normally all the bottles of homemade wine that I get from club members are from older mm-hmm. members who have been doing it for years. Mm-hmm. So you think this wine's good? You like I, it? Honestly, and I'm not. I I paid and assisted as best I could in making the wine. <laughs> mm-hmm. I wasn't in the actual like paid. Yeah. like <laughs> looking at John Panico yeah. out there. Who, who, who was responsible for the wine? So it's my, mainly Mike Pizzuto and Mike John Pizzuto's Panico. Mike is a good person to have in there. Yeah. Yeah. So Johnny Johnny Panico, All right. myself, Chuck Malagisi, uh-huh. he's good to have. Vince Alger, I don't know if you know who he is. He's a newish member. Younger guy. You know. But there's there's a good 5 to 7 of us that we did this a couple weeks ago. We went over. We um, went to Cleveland, picked up the grapes, drove it down back here to Mike's house. We set up tents because it was raining. We took the leaves out of the grapes, put it at the grinder, um, did what we needed to do to get the juices out, put it down in the basement. And, okay. And we're going from there. So did but, your homework. I mean, you guys you guys followed, followed so the method. We were at a tournament 
this May, and we brought a bunch of homemade wine. Me, Mike, Panico, Dante. And we're sitting there at the picnic table, and there's this one guy raving about his wine from Cleveland. Oh, my <laughs> wine's the best. It kicks this guy's butt, blah, blah, blah. Eventually, he comes over to our table. He's like, hey, let me like try your wine. And he tries it, and his eyes lit up. He's like, holy you know, shit. Your thing. wine. Yeah. And it was, again, mainly because of Mike and John Panico. Uh, but they, they really do a good job. They know what they're just, doing. They, you said attempted, the word attempted earlier. They're done beyond attempting. I mean, he they was, know okay. they're yeah. doing it. So I'm, I'm not in it. I watched them do it. it. I've let it breathe promising. for a few minutes, yeah, and it'll yeah. be great. Okay. But that's, I'm looking forward to it. Again, it touches the heritage. I spoke on it earlier. We, you know, we're, we're, we talked with Anthony about trying to find something that made us passionate uh, that tapped into our culture, that tapped into our heritage with our grandparents coming over here, everything we learned from them. You know, Bocce's one of it. Finding the Italian club was, you know, it, it helped us out a lot to kind of cure that um, homesickness. Mm-hmm. What brought you to Columbus? What brought work, us to yeah, Columbus? Work school. For me, it was work. Our older brother, Rob, he went to Ohio State and never left. And 2003, he it. went to Ohio State. I was eight, and I was like, I'm probably going to come here at some point. And yeah. I ended up going to Ohio State, lived with him when I first started out there. And <laughs> next thing you know, all three of us are here. Man, there you go. that's nice. Yeah. Families together. Yeah, 100%. Yeah. Yeah. Let me ask you, uh, in respect to, to the competitive nature of bocce, has anger in the sport <laughs> ever imploded to where – Things have gotten ugly. Not upon us, but we've seen other... uh... Unfortunately, you've seen that sometimes, and it goes back to starting at 8 in the morning, Mm -hmm. and by 7, 8 p.m. at night, you have teams that have been drinking all day, (laughs) and it it goes... Also, we touches on rules, right? So in some leagues or tournaments, your foot has to be... Your front foot has to be behind the line when you throw the ball. Other tournaments and other league play, your foot, your back foot has to be behind that line when you're throw. So you got to remember all the rules. Yeah. And if you're new to a tournament and you see some team who has their back foot behind that line and their front foot's three feet over and they're throwing a ball, you're going to be like, hey, man, you're over the line. Like, that's cheating. You know, so that we've seen that before, and and so I'm, I guess I'm gonna ask you: Have you seen tempers flare? Oh, 100. Yeah. Tempers flare. We've seen scuffles. Nothing scuffles, crazy. Nothing it's like crazy. almost like the NBA, where it's just like you know, a bunch right. of hey, f you, f you, <laughs> and just a bunch of pushing until it calms down. The team wins, and you have a beer after. Nobody, nobody getting beat up or shot or killed no. or anything. No, over just there. a lot of yet. yet. It's only happened. <laughs> it's only. It's we've been to what 50 tournaments. Let's yeah. say it's happened to one or two. Yeah. So it's you know it's seldom, but. You have a bunch of Italians drinking wine, yeah, alcohol, yeah, yeah. and what's gonna happen? You know, there's gonna be. It's just talking at that point. One one court uh, in Cleveland. It's like a sports plant, like a factory that's turned into a bunch of different sports areas. Has six bocce courts in one room, and then right next to the bocce courts is a UFC octagon and a boxing <laughs> ring. So it's like, hey, let's throw the Italians where the fighting stuff is at. Let's go. Yeah. Go from bocce yeah. to the ring. Uh, right, you two get yeah, in the ring. That's green. How about you meet me in the ring? <laughs> I know you guys are taking it seriously because during the pandemic, uh, you guys actually (laughs) tried to construct something inside the club. I didn't get to see it. I I was never present for any of it. But you guys actually tried to play bocce inside our clubhouse. Mm -hmm. And and how that that, uh, worked. Yeah, it went yeah. very well. Yeah, I had I was a sergeant at arms, and I said I want to play bocce in the winter. Um, we could do it responsibly, you know, uh, social distancing. 
Um, I think I'm just going to go buy PVC pipe and see how it works. And um, I bought like half of these stuff just to see if it worked and I returned the rest. I went back 20 minutes later, got all of it. We had like 40, over 40 some people interested in playing, um, which is amazing, you know, for our club in the pandemic. Uh, sure. And we did it successfully. Uh, what was nice though, because the club was pretty much closed. There's no rentals. Sure. Right, 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 right. We're going to do it again you this year. I was going to say, you're going to do it again? We're going to yeah. do it. Th- it's just going to take a little more work and we're going to have to set it up that night. And, and you're going to have more people. Yeah, yes, I believe you're we gonna are. going to have more people. I believe we are. There might be more days throughout the week. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, what do you use as uh, the, like, uh, so we have carpet. Okay. Just carpet. normal carpet, which mm-hmm. actually is like, more accurate to like what the professionals would be playing on like a fast uh fast surface you mm-hmm. know smooth um is there a, there's a such there's a it's funny because there's a break and like it, the floor leans one way <laughs> it's like it's like the green and yeah. golf you gotta we have a break we have a break on our floor oh, yeah. Yeah. yeah big time but it's just like anything hey everyone plays the same break just learn how to use it all these yeah. years that i've stumbled it wasn't me it was the break <laughs> yeah. on the floor 100 <laughs> yeah that's it yeah, yeah. <laughs> it wasn't all the alcohol all right so uh as we start to wrap up here a little bit um what, what's what's the what's the ultimate goal of bocce bros I mean, where you started and where you're at, and where do you want to be before it's all said and done? What 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 would be you know if because everybody that starts a business, a company, a yeah, an idea has an ultimate view of right. where they would like to be someday. So where would this? Where would you like? What would you like to see this become? So our our main goal is to grow the sport as much as we can. We talked right. about the That's Olympics, one. right? right. That's being huge. Olympics. That's one. We of the talked main goals. about ESPN. ESPN Ocho has mm-hmm. pool. They have air guitar competitions. Air, yeah, spike have, ball. Right, and and they don't have bocce. No, yeah, and that seems like a no brainer. You're right, but the reason why is because it just hasn't been highlighted in an excited and in, in an exciting fashion. I so, watched yeah. people bag groceries on ESPN <laughs> Ocho. There was a grocery bag competition really? on ESPN Ocho, oh and I watched it. Stone skipping. I, I stone watched skipping. it. Was uh, did George win last year? I, <laughs> there was somebody from Ohio that won. That's why I was interested. Yo, Tony and Kroger is pretty good. Yeah, like. There was a, that that was a that's a thing. Yeah. And they broadcast it. So come on. All right. No, I agree. And and what's nice about our social media right now and the feedback that we're getting is hey, we love it. Like you guys are making it entertaining for us to go on your page and see right. what you're posting about bocce. So, you know, getting it on ESPN, that would be awesome. Just figuring out ways to highlight the sport the way it should be highlighted. They're ambassadors. 100%. ambassadors, 100%. And there's and there's a lot of us, out, not just, you know, I shouldn't say a lot, but there's, you know, a couple of groups of us out there helping to push forward. And Being from Youngstown, you have the Mahoning Valley Restaurant, a.k.a. the MVR. It's the, I think it's the oldest, it was the first bar to have a liquor license in Ohio, I believe. And um, didn't know that. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> kind of a random thing. road trip. Yeah. No, no, but no, they no have, it's a great restaurant. Yeah, oh man, oh, food, is, yeah. the food is amazing. Italian, obviously. Oh yeah, yeah. They yeah, yeah. have four bocce courts, and they're going. Uh, they're currently under renovation to basically redo everything. They're going to add a fifth one. It's kind of. It's going to be basically a bocce mecca. Yeah, um, is. We want to do something like that here. And figure out ways to grow that because we think one of the reasons why the sport 
isn't being grown is because it's just limited right now. There's yeah. there's no there's really no opportunities for people to play. Yeah, well, and, and uh, they have uh, in Columbus, Ohio, uh, they have the pins mechanical, right. you know, like the uh, uh, duck pin bowling, right. what they call it. And like it just kind of if you build it, they will come. Those mm-hmm. places are packed. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Nobody knows how to fucking play that game, or they <laughs> want to. Nobody even wants to play that game. Right, right. But they get loaded and they wait for four hours to play that stupid game. One hundred percent. So if you had you know if you had the bocce thing, people would go. Yeah. And yeah. there's a, and trust me, there's a lot of. Bowlers, as you guys mentioned yeah. earlier, they go, oh, it's, uh, it's yeah. a, I bowl, I yeah. can do this, yeah, right. I can play this, and then they would realize, well, wait a minute, and then everybody that's even slightly competitive yeah. would, would probably you get the itch. deeper, you get the, and itch. get the itch, and be better at it. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, give us all the information on on Bocce Bros. How how do people find you? How do people connect with mm-hmm. you? Give us all that information right now. Everything is under at the Bocce Bros. So you can go to thebocchebros.com. And then any social media platform, YouTube, Instagram, TikTok, mm-hmm. Facebook. TikTok. TikTok. Uh, anything and everything. Um, you know, you go to our website. You can, thebocchebros.com. We actually are trying, like Chris said earlier, make it a stop for, you, you, you can see bocce clubs on there. You can see bocce tournaments. That's a big one. A lot of people in the Northeast Ohio, Ohio area, go to our website to see what are the tournaments coming up? What are the past tournaments on there? If you want a bocce, you know, crew neck like this, you can go on our website um, but again, you know, we're diving into the realm of live streaming, live games. You know, you can s- subscribe to our YouTube. Um, check out—we always do fun videos, Chris and I. And you know, you have to check out our. I watched. I watched some of Dante's videos. Yeah. He's really good. You're yeah. really good. Yeah, I like to. I like to mess around him. You're really good. Stuff. No. You have to check out our uh, Bocce Balboa video. Yeah, I did. Yeah. Did you see that? <laughs> I've seen the Bocce Balboa. Bocce Balboa two will be. So yeah. Bocce Balboa two. Oh, there's always. So a, there's, there's always. A, there's, there's, is there a Bocce, yeah. Bocce Balboa yeah. two? Yeah. Or, is it out already? No, it's not. Oh, no, we have it's to coming. wait for it to snow. Uh, I need, uh, yeah, Russia. That's the Russian. Ivan Drago. Yeah, after Achilles tear. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> break, yeah. It was, yeah. It was he dies, he dies. Uh, we need to get uh, our our mutual friend Stacy McKay one of those sweatshirts. One hundred percent. So we were. Uh, what do you mean? She's a, an Italian. Uh, yeah. Northerner. She's a north. She's a northern. She's a Clevelander. Oh, Clevelander. Oh, then yeah. she she. We'll give her a, a Cleveland box yeah. shirt. You too. You, you as well. We got one coming for you as well. We, just we were hoping size. to have more. Yeah, in double XL. Double XL. Double XL. Beautiful. Let's okay. not kid ourselves. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> about you guys? We'll get we'll get all those. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. That's awesome. Well, guys, um, thank you. This has been delightful informative yeah it's been awesome things, it's been the fun. things that yeah. i didn't want and i'm glad that you guys have a mission yeah you know you have a plan you know mm-hmm. what started let's be honest maybe started as a kind of a whim mm-hmm. right yep. and then all of a sudden you go to youngstown and someone says hey i like that sure where can i get some like ding <laughs> yeah that's how it starts right for months we tried figuring out hey what business can we start what can yeah. we do on the side and, and how how great is it to do something that to, to have a business be something that you actually love and have passion about. You said about. earlier, does it feel like a second job? And I was like, no, it doesn't yet. Yeah. Because uh, yeah. like, I've had so much fun um, right. while d- spending my nights, you know, working on stuff. Like, I've had fun doing it. No, that's that's the best job in the world, yeah. you know. No doubt. Do what you love, love what you do. Mm-hmm. Right? Yeah. Right? Well. Must be. I'll, I'll, uh, I'll <laughs> cheers to that. We still be in radio. Yeah. We, we cheers, we love, cheers love to start it. We cheers to end it. Yeah, there so we go. All right. Uh, as we wrap up this evening, Mr. Hansberg, a little bit more business before yeah, it's all said and done. You know, I, I forgot to uh, mention our YouTube page at the beginning. I'm sorry, John. Uh, How dare you? <laughs> How dare you? <sighs> because it's really actually our so finest make, product. So make an even bigger deal about it right I'm now. I'm going to. 
So it's, yeah, I did. We did. We, uh, we YouTube with... whiskey business with Dina Tripotis. But uh, John does a great job with all of our videos. And uh, John, they're unedited. So I don't know. If you you guys are podcasters, so the videos are unedited. I love that. I no, watched I, the a couple of them. Yeah, and, and I cleaned mine up. So this for podcast audio. is always like twenty minutes shorter than the video. So if yeah. you always want to see the, okay. the bullshit well, behind the scenes, all the, no. all the... And, and Nicholas Cage, USSR, <laughs> Nicholas Cage. <laughs> USS Indianapolis. Yeah, uh, but also, uh, you know, you can see these wonderful shirts that these young men are. Uh, and is this a hat too? Yeah, Youngstown. We have all types, all cities, uh, anything custom. Uh, so go on YouTube to see these hats. Yeah, and out yeah. shirts. Uh, <laughs> WhiskeyBusinessPod.com, EvergreenPodcast.com, Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, and uh, uh, Crackle. Crack, crackle. <laughs> or you can watch not, the new Nicholas Cage. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> right. uh, every once in a while, I remember to say that Whiskey Business is a Never the Luck production produced admirably and excellently by Greg Hansberry on the audio side. And of course, the amazing, there's the thumb, the thumb that's launched hundreds of YouTube videos. John Whitney could not do the podcast without them. My many thanks to both of you, Dante, Chris. Uh, continued success, man, and uh, uh, this has been a blast. Thank you. It's been a blast. It's been a long time coming. We yep. talked about this for a while. Mm-hmm. We tried to schedule one time before. Dante fucked it up. <laughs> <laughs> no, no comment. I plead the fifth. <laughs> but, but we, we did it. But, but we got it. And we you're going to be on our podcast. Yes. Right? I would love to be on your yes. podcast. Yes, Machi Bros podcast. As much as I love doing this podcast, I love being a guest on other podcasts Good. because yeah. there's no pressure. Exactly. Yeah. I just Come have... and tear it up. Come yeah. and tear it up no, on I'll our be, podcast. I'd be happy to. I would love to. Yeah. You let me know, and I'm there. And so, my friends, we're going to take a little break for Thanksgiving, but we'll be back after that with a couple of episodes in December, including our Christmas show. Check out our previous podcast. Nikki Winkleman is out there right now with the color of my pee. (laughs) It's a very funny and insightful podcast. And uh, also uh, the one before that, Matt Benjamin, the trip to ayahuasca, which is pretty fascinating as well. All kind of stuff on Whiskey Business from A to Z. So thank you for subscribing and thank you for listening. And until the next bottle, see you. I'm a grown-up. Me too. Yep, me too. But you know, these days, being a grown-up can really suck. Luckily, we're grown-ups who grew up in the coolest generation. We had video arcades. And also some of the best TV and movies ever made. We lived the origin of awesome consumer electronics. The list goes on and on. Yep, Generation X. Exactly. And we're Gen X Grown-Up. Every week, the Gen X Grown-Up podcast explores media, tech, toys, games, and more from both yesterday and today. Through the eyes of Generation Xers who absolutely love that stuff. You can find us on iTunes or wherever you get your podcasts. Or find us on our website, genxgrownup.com. Alright, you think that was good enough? I I hope so, man. I'm tired. (laughs) Who listens to a promo on a podcast and then goes and listens to a different podcast? I've never done it. (laughs) Right.